Aftershark MMA Show. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to www.audibletrial.com slash MMA show and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title for free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to www.audibletrial.com slash MMA show. Hey guys, just want to let everybody know that if you're looking for a good suspense thriller action novel, check out the book written by me, Mark Bashar, called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. If you go to my website now, Books, you can get an autographed signed copy for only $8 plus shipping. Again, go to www.retortofamilybooks.com. Ramsey Najjar. It's available on Amazon.com called The You Beyond You, The Knowledge of the Willing. The book helps realize and employ a different approach to our living based on the actuality of life formations, both on the biological and psychological levels. Check it out today on Amazon.com. Again, the book is called The You Beyond You, The Knowledge of the Willing. What's up, world? This is Will, and you are about to listen to the Mark the Shark MMA show. Enjoy the show. This is Jim the Podcast Sherpa from Too Many Podcasts, and you've got a ringside seat to the Mark the Shark MMA show. Let's get ready to podcast! Hi everyone, I am your host, Mark the Shark Retorto, and welcome to the Mark the Shark MMA Show, where every week we talk about the wonderful sport of MMA. Today we will review the most recent and upcoming events in MMA news. In each episode, the format may be changed, but you will always be entertained. There will be special interviews with special guests, along with special insights on the sport from our guest hosts. Also, check out our Facebook page for news and updates on future episodes. Also, we appreciate donations from our listeners to keep our podcast up and running. You can make a donation by clicking on the Click the Support button found at anchor.fm slash Mark the Shark MMA Show. And that's Mark spelled with a C and not a K. We are also looking for guests who want to be on the show and sponsors who want to advertise their product and brand on the show. For more information, contact me on the Mark the Shark MMA Show Facebook page. Page. Also, for a plug-in, if you're looking for a good action thriller suspense novel, check out a book called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. You can find it on both Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. It is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobooks format on Amazon.com. In paperback version only on BarnesandNoble.com. And the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. For a good book for your kid to read, check out I Am a Survivor or Invisible Girl, written by a little 11-year-old girl by the name of Christina Retorta. She has her books 
in Kindle and audiobook format and paperback format on Amazon.com and paperback format on both Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. And the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. Okay, everyone, keep on listening. We'll be back shortly after this break. Welcome back to the Mark the Shark MMA show. Today, I am here with Zane. We're getting to call, call our uh, fight predictions for UFC 257, Poitier versus Conor McGregor. First off, we got Jessica I versus uh, Joanne Calderwood. What do you think about that one? Jessica I. Huh? I like this fight. This is, uh, it's definitely not a title fight. These are two girls that have had a lot of wins, some losses, um, you know, a couple of KOs themselves, maybe got, you know, beat down themselves. But this is going to be a fun fight. I feel that they're both on the same level. And I, I just think that I'm, I'm a fan of both. And I think that there's a good following for both of these girls. I think that there's probably going to be a little bit of a feeling out situation but maybe the first round probably won't be too much action or I could be wrong. I just know that Jojo, she's not, she doesn't seem to be the most aggressive. She's not really a huge power puncher. Yeah. And I think that she likes to take things to the ground. I think that she's pretty good on the ground. Uh, Jessica, I, I think likes to mix it up, mix it up a little bit more on the feet. So yep. I think it's a, a nice little contrast. Yeah. I do have to say that, uh, Jessica I has improved, I think, a little bit on the groundwork. But like you said, she's more of a stand-up fighter. They're both uh, veterans. Jessica I's uh, got 23 fights, 15 of them wins. And uh, Joanne's got 19 fights, 14 of wins. So I'm wondering if this is going to be one of those fights, I'm anticipating that is, that's going to be like a do or die for these women. Like if, if they lose or, you know, it might be a call for them to be let go by the UFC. They both have, like like you said, a lot of wins. and in, in, um, I mean, they, they win some, then they lose some. It's not like uh, like they've been on big win streaks. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that they're a good high mid-range fighter. I think that, they, that they've always been in the spotlight. Mm -hmm. I just don't think that they're, you know, top five. It's not, uh, th these are fighters that have fighting in their blood. I think that they love it. Yeah. I think that they're usually in pretty good shape all the time, but I don't see their skills being uh, wowing anyone. Yeah. So I would say under the top five, they're definitely, you know, a good fighter, a good challenge, but this, these are fighters that people, that girls have to get past in order to be, you know, that top five yeah. fighter. I, so, I have a I have a gut feeling that I think this might be the the loser gets kicked out because I was just checking their record now. They, they're both coming off losses. Yeah, and they're they're yeah. coming off losses of you know with, with big name fighters. Yeah. I know that uh, JoJo she lost to Calveo, and yeah. I I thought that well you know Calveo's a tough girl, and she's up there. I think that Calveo. Uh, 
I'm I'm forgetting all my stats, but you probably have yeah. it better. But I think yeah. Calveo, she she might have ro- uh, lost recently. So yeah. you know, I don't I have to look at the ranking system. Yeah, like Jessica I lost to Cynthia Calveo in her last fight, and Joanne and so JoJo. lost. Yeah, but I think that was early, a little bit earlier. Her last fight was against Jennifer Maya, but they both had the right. They had a win and then they lost. So it's like, it's like the crossroads. I think for them, they, it lo- could they be. lose one, they win one. They lose one, they win one. And I know they usually have that. Um, if you have like three, I think it's usually it's usually three losses in a row. But we'll see how this plays out. Then again, it's the women's league. They don't have. They don't have that big of a pool, right? It's not like the men's. I mean, it's good, uh-huh. but it's not like like for every weight division, the men's divisions, there's probably like a hundred fighters, right? For women, it's probably like twenty, right? I think it's a decent. I think it's. Uh, I think that there's a decent amount. I think that there's plenty. I think for the yeah. men, it might be. They might be. It might be very very difficult for any guy to get noticed i mean they got to be a jerk or they have to be flashy or a huge knockout or something crazy for it's i think much more difficult for a guy to get noticed than a girl but i think that there's still a a decent each um weight class is decently deep with competition yeah now let's get into the next fight now the next fight is I'm kind of excited about. I don't know if you follow Chandler and yeah, Chandler. You may because I, I know you usually don't follow Bellator, but he. How can I? He he he's like the Matt Hughes of Bellator. I mean, he's like a three-time world champ over at Bellator, and. He's, I think, Dan Hooker. I think, what's his rating? He's got to be, like, top five now, right? Because he's got some pretty good wins. I, I think Hooker is is pretty up there. I mean, I like Hooker, but I... I mean, we know definitely... he's definitely in a top ten, right? Because he beat the Irish Dragon, right? That's a top ten guy, right? If that's it. So, well, sometimes that happens where you beat a top ten guy, but they might not put you in the top ten. You might yeah. be so far down. But I understand your thinking. But as far as Dan, um, Chandler, you're definitely much more knowledgeable of him than I am because you yeah. you, have a, you you seem to be had a, more uh, well versed in all these different types of ta- challenges. Yeah, like Chandler, he had a what he's really known for is I think he had like a, it was two or three fights. Like he been he beat Ben Henderson twice, and the last time he knocked him out, right? right. But there was this the guy that uh, Connor beat for Alvarez, Eddie Alvarez. That's yes. what up. him and Chandler. This was going back to the days where Bellator had uh, tournament styles, right? Not like the UFC where you do it all on, on one night. What the Bellator did is you win one, then you continue and you move up the ladder, right? And they tend to do that with their uh the other belt series that they have i forget what it's called off the top of my head but these two guys chandler and any alvarez they have a win and a loss like they beat one then they come back and they lose but they had to go up tournament chain right like if you get knocked off 
following year, you have to start over and then you win back up. So those two are known for their battles. That's why Alvarez, he gets, when he gets tagged, he gets knocked out a lot because it's from those battles he had with Michael Chandler. So if Hooker can beat him, it's, it's saying a big deal because Chandler, I, th- I thought, was going to be given a title shot right away. Right away. You know what I mean? Well, I guess it has to do a lot with uh, putting fans in the seats, notoriety, um, you know, likability, all that kind of stuff. I I think that, you know, especially with COVID right now, there's a lot of, there's probably some fighters that don't want to take as many fights or maybe have to quarantine or they just, uh, you know, they got to be put on a waiting list. So, but I do think that Regardless of that, I think that now being in the UFC, wherever these guys land after this fight, I think it's going to put them in a really good standing in the lineup. So maybe, you know, this one should have had this shot, that one should have had that shot. But at least now after this fight, I think that the winner, even the loser too, they're, they're going to land in a pretty good spot in the uh, UFC lineup. That's that's at least my take of it. Yeah. Real quick, did you say who your pick was for Joanne versus Jessica? I, I did not. Um, I forgot yeah, I to tell you. Who do you that's think? Right. I, you know what? I like both of these girls. I think that they, they both have a really great shot. It's 50-50 right now. And uh, like I said, I like both of them. And yeah. I think that they're stand-up girls. But if I had to pick someone that maybe I'm just, a, you know, you know, I fancy a little bit more. Uh, I would have to. I would have to go with JoJo. I just like her personality. Uh, she's she's not a heavy hitter. She's uh, you know she's not you know. Uh, I guess I like her more because she's not a shit talker, and she's just very very sweet during interviews and just seems to be like this sweet little, you know, flower. But you know mm-hmm. she can fight. So uh, if I had to pick someone, like both of them, but I'm gonna go with JoJo on this. Okay, I think I'm gonna. Uh, I don't know. Something tells me I'm gonna go with Jessica. I, I I don't know. I think I think I think you right. I think she may win. I like Jessica I better, but I, I don't know because she's like like I said, she's hot and cold. Um, yeah, some fighters are like that. I agree with you. Some fighters they come in where you know they might have two great. I'm gonna you know, go with, fights. I'm gonna go with Joanne. I think Jessica I's been beaten up too much. Like she's she's. She's got too many wars. Now, with this one, I, I don't think you're going to be able to, like, Chandler versus Hooker? I don't know, man. Because right? well, there's very few Bellator guys. Eddie Alvarez, I think, is the only guy who came over from Bellator that did good, right? Uh, Askren. Well, he, he well, went from Bellator. A couple of, I mean, if we're going back five, six years, you know, there are definitely – a decent number of guys that did well, but they had to be high level. Uh, you know, they had to be, they had to be guys that really, really stood out like champions in order to do well in UFC. Um, like the California kid, you know, uh, he, he, that's a different division. Though. This is, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to, I, I'm, I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence with this one too. I'm hoping it's Chandler. But I don't think it's going to be that easy of a fight for him because Hooker is like a little younger. 
He hasn't been as many wars as Chandler, but Chandler just not like he's one of those guys in order to stop him, you got to hit him with like a bat a few times and then maybe shoot him. <laughs> he's well, that tough of a guy, dude. And unlike Eddie, unlike Eddie Alvarez, he has a chin. Like I can't, I don't even try to remember if he's ever even. Let me check his record well. Well, let me ask you, Mark. If the fight goes to the ground, he's got one loss by knockout, and it's Patricia Pitbull, who, in my opinion, even though he's not in UFC, is probably one of the best flyweights they ever fought. Like he's better than everybody. He's got like knockout powers in both hands and great jujitsu. Like I mean, I know you don't follow Bellator, but Patricia Pitbull is one of the best MMA fighters has ever lived, in my opinion. Well, let me ask you this. You mentioned that Chandler is like the Matt Hughes of hands. He's like Matt Hughes that can box and he's got knockout power. So there's a big difference. Like overall, he's better than Matt Hughes was, but you know what I mean? Like Matt Hughes was a decent wrestler, didn't really have that decent hands. He was okay with submissions. He was just really tough and gritty. Chandler's got bombs for hands. He can box. And he can wrestle. Well, let me ask you. And he beat Ben Astrid, who was a lot significantly like, even though they were the same weight class. Ben, I've seen him off off season. He's a huge guy. Chandler's like a little short dude. All right, let me let me ask you a question, Mark. If it goes to the ground, you mentioned that Chandler was like Matt Hughes. Now Matt Hughes was a an, an accomplished wrestler. Oh, if it goes to the ground, he's gonna crush that guy. Hooker, Hooker has no chance on the ground. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. do you think he's got? Do you think Hooker has the ability to stay on, on his feet? The advantage you, the, the advantage is the Hooker is a. Okay, but then he going to be Ben Henderson. Uh, Henderson. Uh, Hooker, I think, is a better kickboxer. Let's put it this way. But, I know, but do you, do you think he's going to be able to? Chandler has knockout power. If that but makes do you think he's going to be able to stay on his feet, though? That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, I'll give it to Chandler. I think, if- I think Chandler's going to – Chandler likes to mix it up. He likes to bang, don't get me wrong, but I think I think he's I think he's going to be smart and then take him to the ground and just ground the pound on him and knock him out. Like that last – he fought Ben Henderson twice, and the last time he fought him, he knocked him out. I think it was like within two minutes of the first round. And the first fight – was one of the best fights I ever saw. He had Henderson. He he slammed him on his. I thought Henderson was like never going to be the same. I mean, he slammed him on his neck. He pounded, and he survived. Got back up and kept fighting. I mean, it was one of the best fights I ever seen in MMA. But but that last fight, he knocked him out pretty fast. So this will be see. But like they say, like the UFC is usually like a higher higher caliber fighter. So we'll see. I mean, Hooker's riding on a wave of confidence, right? I mean, he beat the Dragons, always been in a top eight. You know, he's got a real good win streak. But now let's get to the main event because we're running a little bit out of time here. Connor, <laughs> or your video cut out. Connor versus Ordain. And well, now this is the amazing thing. I don't know why people I, – I think people are just excited about this fight. I think it's just mostly because of Connor. Right, because I mean, it's not. I don't know. I 
I would think more people will get more excited about a matchup if both if the fight went the distance, right? Like like his fight with Nick Diaz. This one, he, I mean, he smoked he smoked Poirier. But I think people would just get excited every time Connor gets in the ring. And but I mean, he hasn't he doesn't fight as often as Poirier. But Poirier hasn't fought as often this past year anyway. But then again, who has right because of the COVID. But I, I dislike the idea that both guys are knockout artists, you know, and I, and, you know, I haven't been following up with the usual countdown that they usually have. I don't know if you have. I know sometimes you do. But I mean, what's your take on this one? Well, I'm not a huge fan of Poirier. I honestly really? don't. Uh, Fighting not, wise, or no, because I'm surprised. Usually, you like the guys that are nice and you know, charitable, and you know, because he gives a lot of you know, time, money to both. You know, he's got a big uh, nonprofit organization. So, what is it? You don't like him personally, or you just don't like his fighting? No, he, he doesn't seem to be a bad guy. It's oh, just, just that... don't like fighting. Okay, no, no, he his fighting isn't horrible. I mean, obviously, he's you know he's up there um but there's just something about his personality where he he has like a, a little bit of a chip on his shoulder where he's not he doesn't seem to be a natural tough guy and he just wants everyone to believe that he is a tough guy and i'm sure it, like it's proven you know he, he's up there in, in the rankings but something about uh the fights he had like i remember him beating gaichi and i'm and i'm like gaichi destroyed Tony Ferguson. Gaethje, first of all, was just tough as nails before he reinvented himself for Tony Ferguson. But after what he did, how he reshaped his fighting style and the ability to just land on and just destroy a great stand-up fighter like Tony Ferguson, I would love to see Gaethje and Poirier again. And I think that Gaethje would, would crush him. But you know, we'll see how he does first with Connor. And I think honestly, Connor has too much power. He has more power than than Poirier. Mm -hmm. I think he has better stand-up. And I think that neither one of them really like going to the ground. So I yeah. just think that Poirier is gonna have something that he wants to prove to Connor. And I think it's gonna be not a very good choice. I think that uh Poirier is gonna have to really mix it up, especially attack the legs. First thing is you want to attack the body, attack the legs, get him yeah. to stop moving, get him tired, get him to stop attacking you. And he's going to have to really mix it up high, low, every now and then take down, beat him down, get up. And he's going to have to, and he, he's going to have to be moving, not just kind of wait because Connor's you, you allow yourself to, to lay back. Connor's going to hunt you down. And he's going to knock you out. Yeah. I'm wondering if Poirier is going to do something different. And try to wrestle him. I wonder. I don't. I don't think so. I think Poirier's got it in his mind again. This is that that little boy syndrome. He's like, I'm gonna get him this time, you know. And like, I think he's got something to prove. Like, he's like, all right, you knocked me out. Now I'm gonna knock you out. I'm a big boy now. And I'm like, that's not the way to fight. Uh, you know, that high level of a fighter. Um, it's it's just known. Like like Connor is still amazing. Even though he might have lost, 
uh, you know, once or twice. He's he's still a great fighter. Like you don't want to mess with him. You got to be a truly gifted fighter to beat him. Mm. So I take so, it, I take it you have Connor for this fight, then, right? Yeah, I don't like Connor, but <laughs> I'm not a huge like fan of Poirier, and I would like if I had to say who would I like to to win? Yeah, I want Poirier to win. Do I think he's going to win? No, and I think it's yeah. going to be another knockout. All right, I think I think Connor's going to win. I think. If it was me and Poirier was smart, I would try to wrestle him, but I don't think he's got it in him. But I, I think, I don't it, think, he's I think it might. I think him. it might be. I hope it's not. I know we're going to be paying for this fight, but it might be a first round rockout again. Like, I don't know. It might. You know? I think it might be. It might be a slight, slight bit more of a challenge. Yeah. Maybe, uh, or maybe not. Maybe he might come out all fierce and open himself up or think he's doing better. And then you're just going to give Connor more of an, you have to, you have to get in and out on Connor. You got to get yeah. in, get your combination and then move, stick and move yeah. combination here up, oh, fake the, fake the takedown. Now hit the leg and then back up to a combination and now move circle. Like you gotta, that's it. You gotta confuse Connor. You don't, you can't allow Connor to fight his fight. That's yeah. And, and that's what I think Poirier wants to do. Poirier wants to beat him at his own game. And, yep. you know, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Well, we'll see. I think that's all we have time for today, guys. And everybody else who's listening to the show or watching the show. Uh, I guess see, we'll see what happens when we do our UFC recap the following weekend after that fight. The fight is not this weekend. It's, I think, next weekend, if I'm not mistaken, right? January 26th, I think. Yeah. And then we'll do a recap probably the day after, and then we'll see. All right, Zane, thanks for being on the show. Take care. All right, Mark, thank you. All righty. Are you a fan of the Mark the Shark MMA show? Are you looking for some swag? Check us out on the web at www.marktheshark.mmashow.com where we sell t-shirts, hoodies, crop tops, hats, beanie hats, anything you want, check it out. Are you also looking to become a guest on the show and be interviewed by me, Mark the Shark Retorto? Well, go to the website and sign up as a guest. Are you looking to become a sponsor? Go to the website, sign up, take advantage of the wild range growth of the sport of MMA and be have your business and service advertised to millions of listeners that listen to this podcast every week worldwide from everywhere check it out www.marktheshark.mmashow.com It's Angelica from A Little Bit of Everything With Me podcast, and you're listening to Mark the Shark MMA Show. All right, guys, we're at the end of our show. This is Mark Retorto. I'm signing off. And don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page. It's called the Mark the Shark MMA show, and it's Mark with a C, not a K. 
And also, feel free to leave us messages by using the Anchor app. And also, don't forget, if you look in a mood for a good action thriller book, to buy my book called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. It's available on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. And if you need a good book for your kid, get the I Am Survivor book or Invisible Girl book written by my daughter, Christina Retorto, also available on Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show and continue to listen to our shows every week. Thank you. <laughs>